Good Wednesday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller. This is the I Love Seville Show, live in downtown Charlottesville in the Macklin Building at our studio on Market Street. Take a look at the screen for the topics that we're going to consider and chatter and conversate about today. For those that are just listening to the audio ver version of the show, I'm going to give you a, um, a nitty-gritty or the rundown, as we call it, of today's program. Phil Delaney, rest in power. Phil Delaney owns a boatload of real estate around um, Charlottesville in Almar County, probably most known for the Swannanoa Hotel. Um, that's going to stay within the family, at least for now. But he's got a lot of other um, positions around the city and the county that are slowly um, hitting the market um, from a, uh, for a for sale standpoint. The Frank Hardy firm um, is, is going to list a lot of these properties. Um, they do a hell of a job. Uh, huge fan of Frank Hardy. Huge, huge fan of Frank's son, Andrew Hardy, who I know well, plays squash with. Uh, just a, a guy that you want to belly up to a bar with and shoot the proverbial you-know-what about a number of topics. I think um, the location on Ivy Road that's currently on the market, 2845 Ivy Road with an asking price of $5,325,000, 2.52 acres, so just over two and a half acres, has tremendous potential. I want to break down this particular listing uh, of the late Phil Delaney, uh, 2845 Ivy Road. It's no secret that property owned by Phil Delaney, who's passed away, and I'm by no means throwing shade on the dead. That is not what I'm doing. I'm speaking factually here. Much of Phil Delaney's, uh, many of Phil Delaney's holdings need tender, loving care, and that's an understatement. Um, and a, a real estate owner that did not do a lot of CapEx um, when it came to his holdings. So I want to talk about 2845 Ivy Road. I want to talk about a $5,325,000 asking price for two and a half acres on, on one of the most, you can make a legitimate argument, one of the most affluent corridors of, of, of traffic and, and, and people and, and, and home ownership and commerce in central Virginia, and that's Ivy Road. And those are very factual statements that I've made on today's show. I want to ask you, um, parents of this fine and fair talk show, of what you thought of Albemarle County being, um, Albemarle County Public Schools, all of them, closed today. Charlottesville Public Schools were on a two-hour delay. Many of the private schools in the area on a two-hour delay. Almaro County Public Schools um, completely closed today. And the frustrating thing for parents is Martin Luther King, the holiday was Monday. So kids were out of school on Monday. Kids missed school Tuesday, rightfully so, uh, so for the snow and for inclement weather. Now closed today, and a lot of parents have reached out to me and said the roads are fine. They've been completely treated. There's no ice how is my kid not in school today? And this comes from last week, when last week schools were closed for legitimately rain and wind. Is this the 2024 version of what we can expect? A lot of parents are, are passing on to me for, for public schools. And, and I'm going to offer caution or push back on that a little bit on today's talk show. Also on today's show, I want to highlight a new Mexican restaurant and, and, and tap room opening at the Ivy Roadhouse location. Judah Wickhauer, I've sent you a direct uh, Facebook message from this tap room that if you could maybe get that photo from the DM that I sent you and put it on screen. I want to introduce the community to Fiesta Azteca Tap Room and Mexican Kitchen located on the corner of 240 and 250. You got that photo on screen? Just You'll get it on screen here in a matter of moments. Thank you very much, Judah. It is on screen now. This was formerly the Ivy Roadhouse. I know this location well. I know the, the former owners and, 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 and the developers, if you may, of the Ivy Roadhouse very well. Um, I'm very curious of this 240, 250 location and why things have not had more long-term success at this spot. Some folks have said this is a cursed spot. I am not buying that this is a cursed spot, but I want you, the viewer and listener, to offer your thoughts 
on the 240-250 location of Ivy Roadhouse, now Fiesta Azteca Taproom and Mexican Kitchen. I'll give you the nitty-gritty of what you can expect at this spot. A lot to conversate on today's show, ladies and gentlemen, including this Virginia Tech and UVA basketball game tonight, John Paul Jones Arena, 7 o'clock tip, ESPNU for those that are watching at home. The Wahoos are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This may very well be a must-win game for Tony Bennett's boys. Uh, you lose this game, you fall to two and four in conference play, and, 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 and frankly speaking, your resume for getting in the big dance is, is concerning, concerning. A lot on today's show, Judah Wickhauer is the director, producer, and I'm probably going to say one of the co-hosts of the I Love Seville show. I want to highlight that Hillary Lewis Murray, the third episode of the Juicy Details, her talk show, airs today at 2.15 p.m. right here on the I Love Seville Network. Judah, let's weave you in the mix. I want to start by having an open-ended conversation with the viewers and listeners and with you, Judah. When you talk of some of the most important corridors, traffic passages, the traffic corridors, the traffic passages with the most upside in this area. What are some of those traffic quarters and traffic passages that immediately come to mind for you? There really is no wrong answer. And then we're going to look at <coughs> Phil Delaney's location, Phil Delaney's uh, piece of real estate that's for sale. Rest in power, Phil Delaney. Not throwing shade on this guy whatsoever. What comes to mind? Viewers and listeners, what comes to mind for you? I think of 29... 250 and uh, and definitely Ivy. Yeah, 29, no doubt about it. I'd say the corridor in Charlottesville, Albemarle, and Central Virginia that has the most commercial appeal, drives the most the most tax revenue, drives the most revenue in, in totality. 29, no one's going to be able to argue with that. 29 is where Almoral County government wants commercial development to live and exist. That's where it wants its residents primarily to shop and spend their money. 29 is the heartbeat of Almoral County first and foremost. Mm-hmm. For considering Central Virginia in totality, Charlottesville and Almoral County, I would say number two on that list not sure you put the downtown mall there anymore, and that pains me to say. Yeah. I have holdings on, in downtown Charlottesville. I love downtown Charlottesville. It's the heartbeat of the town. Downtown Charlottesville's got vacancies. Anyone walks from the Ting Pavilion to front of the program, Jaffrey Woodruff's code building, they'll see vacancies. Yeah. I still think the downtown mall is a top five corridor, but I'm not sure it's no longer in the two slot. Barracks yeah. Road probably in your two slot. Some folks can make some argument for Stonefield, although Stonefield, you can say, is 29, yeah. the start of 29 for Albemarle County. Stonefield, a lot of people don't realize this is Albemarle County. It is not City of Charlottesville. Barracks Road is City of Charlottesville. It's not Albemarle County. One of the paths of traffic that is booming with potential, and I'll let you know why it's booming with potential, is Ivy Road. Ivy Road is booming with potential for a number of reasons. Most specifically, the following reasons. A, there is density of houses of very high net worth and disposable income all over Ivy Road. B, the University of Virginia is investing in Ivy Road significantly and expanding grounds westward. I've dubbed the Ivy Corridor the Academic Village 2.0, the Lawn 2.0. UVA spent, what, $22 million to purchase Ivy Square Shopping Center. UVA owns the Borset, their trophy property. The University of Virginia Foundation, right there at the Borset. The University of Virginia is building, what, hotels and conference centers, and data science schools along that Ivy Corridor. And as they've become landlocked in Charlottesville City, it's very clear that the university is going to choose that 
entrance corridor, Ivy, to expand westward. You've also seen Hunter Craig drop significant money and the rehabilitation of Bel Air Place. We talked about that earlier in the earlier in the week. We talk some of the tenants of Bel Air Place, the soon-to-open Selvage Brewery Tap Room. Selvage Brewery is going to go from the Wool Factory to Ivy Road. It's going to have tremendous success there, Selvage Brewery, when it opens. It's going to be an approachable sports bar and tap room with televisions. Televisions for sports fans. You got Kenny Ball Antiques. You got Cobra and Company. As Olivia Branch let us know earlier in the week, I learned from Olivia all the time the shade shop along Ivy Road. You ha- and, and Bel Air Place. You have, let's cut to the chase, the Bel Air neighborhood. Farmington, Ednam, Ednam Forest, Floridan, Wesley, the homes off Tillman, off Old Garth Road, maybe your deepest pocket of wealth along that area. What could compete from a, a deep pocket of wealth? Maybe you can say rugby. Maybe you say the Blue Ridge neighborhood right off Barracks Road. Still, I would say the deepest pocket is probably along that Ivy Corridor. Certainly more density than the other spots that I reference. Now you've got a primo piece of real estate that is on the market. And we'll get viewers and listeners, I want your comments on this. I want your comments on this show. Ginny Hu, thank you for the retweet. We appreciate you on Twitter. Holly Foster, we'll get to your comment in a matter of moments. Can we show the photo from um, Jane Hamill has the listing? Jane Hamill of Frank Hardy. Frank Hardy's got a fantastic reputation in this community. No Frank Hardy personally, the namesake of the firm. His daughter and son now directing the, the vision of the firm. Murdoch doing a hell of a job over at Frank Hardy directing the vision and the direction of the firm. This listing, tell me when those photos are rotating. Judah's going to put the photos on screen. Jane Hamill's got this listing. Listing. It's one of uh, the late Phil Delaney's uh, properties that are going to come to market. Others will be coming to market. I'm going to give you some of the specs. Judah's rotating these photos on screen. This is the um, former, what is it, Seville Oil. This is right up your alley, Bill McChesney, who very much is the historian of the I Love Seville show. Seville Oil site for sale, 2845 Ivy Road, an asking price of $5,325,000. You are basically buying acreage and opportunity here. Two acres, two and a half acres, 2.52 to be exact. The structures on this 2.52 acres are teardowns. Immediate questions that I would have of 2845 Ivy Road are the following, and this is just common sense coming to the forefront. What's the environmental study going to look like when it's done here? What is underground? When an environmental study is done and government officials look at what's underground here, what's going to come up? That should be the first question folks ask. The second question folks ask, what does the zoning permit or allow on these two and a half acres? Are we talking retail? Are we talking offices? Are we talking dining? Are we talking more automotive? Are we talking lodging? Or are we talking a cross-section of all those categories? How are you going to utilize the zoning in the most opportunistic fashion if you're a developer? You're paying, with an asking price like this, just under $2.7 million. I mean, heck. $2.7 million an acre? I mean, that's, that's... It's not cheap. What would you do, viewers and listeners, with this particular property? 
that is across from the Boarshead, down the road from Farmington, probably has 10,000 plus cars going by it every single damn day, and that probably is light. There's, one in, there's two ways in and out of Crozet, and this is one of them. Folks are coming in to work and going home from work on this road. What jumps out to you, Judah? Are you still rotating those photos on screen? No, I'll put them back on. What, do you, what would you do with this, viewers and listeners? What would you do with this, Judah Wickhauer? Richard Holman, welcome to the broadcast. Bob Shada, ask about the Afton Mountain Hotel spot. That's a fantastic wedding venue. Swananoa, I believe, is, or not Swananoa, Swananoa, but the Afton Mountain Hotel, from what I know, um, is still in the portfolio. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Vanessa Parkhill, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you kindly for watching. Multiple media outlets watching the show right now, a newspaper and TV station watching the program. This is going to be on local news. This will be on the news legacy media after we talk about it on the show, this particular site being for sale. What would you do with this, Judah? Then I'll give my answers. I think I'd put together a little uh, little shopping outlet, um, maybe a few restaurants, maybe a few uh, few something that people are likely to need to stop at on the way to or from work. Um, something like <clears throat> coffee, breakfast, uh, maybe a dinner spot, and uh, um, maybe something with the with a little grocery. Stopping on the way home to get uh, to grab some milk or some eggs or something else. What would you do, viewers and listeners? with this particular location. Bob Schott, I'm very curious of your thoughts on this. You live in this area. Georgia Gilmer says she would do a fantastic indoor farmer's market. Bill McChesney says that site is going to have a lot of dirt to be removed. He says, I thought UVA bought almost everything from Massey Road to Old Ivy. They haven't purchased yet. Bill McChesney is wondering if with the cleanup, they removed the big fuel tanks from underneath. Very good question. Very, I would immediately be mindful of what's underground. The environmental impact of development here and the potential exposure with said development. It's the first question. Now that should not, should not, should not be a reason why someone should not purchase this property. You can manage the environmental cleanup. It's going to cost you money. But you can do this strategically and still have success with the purchase. This is as good of acreage as you're going to find in Almaro County. Okay? Something of this magnitude does not come up for sale often. Curious of what you would do with this deep throat. The upside you see here. Dylan's rule, welcome to the broadcast. I have three media outlets watching us on the show now. Are we surprised that this is something that has not been scooped up already by the University of Virginia? Right across from their trophy property, the Boar's Head. Are we surprised by that, viewers and listeners? Is that who we expect the potential buyer to be? That's a very fair question with this location. John Blair on LinkedIn, we're going to get to you. He says, Jerry Miller, I will offer you an interesting story about one of Mr. Delaney's properties. When you're driving 64 West from Charlottesville to Stanton, you'll see an abandoned hotel on your left on Afton Mountain. This used to be a hotel and bar. What's interesting is this. The Nelson-Augusta County line intersects what used to be the hotel bar. And the days when the bar was open... One of the counties, I forget which, prohibited alcohol sales on Sunday. So when midnight would strike on Saturday night, a third of the bar would shut down and they'd keep the good times rolling on the other two-thirds. That's John Blair. That's fantastic. John Blair's photo on screen, number two in the family. Let's get John Blair's photo on screen. I want to read this tidbit of information from one of our most prized family members again. One of Mr. Delaney's properties was the Afton Mountain Hotel, which you could see when you're driving 64 west from Charlottesville to Stanton. It's abandoned now. This used to be a hotel and bar. What's interesting is this. 
the Nelson County, Augusta County line intersects what used to be the hotel bar. In the days when the bar was opened, one of the counties, he forgets which one, prohibited alcohol sales on Sunday, so when midnight would strike on Saturday night, a third of the bar would shut down and they'd keep the good times rolling on the other two-thirds. I love that. I had no idea about that, John. Let's go to Deep Throat. Deep Throat's back in the saddle. Deep Throat, your kids must be in school, huh? With you being back in the saddle. His kids were off yesterday. Almore County Public Schools completely off. A lot of parents very much perplexed why Almore County Public Schools are completely closed today. Charlottesville City's on a two-hour delay. Most of the private schools on a two-hour delay. A lot of people asking why Almore is closed. Maybe angry, agitated, aggravated. I'm going to push back on that, and I'm going to explain why. Deep Throat says 2845 is a great spot, but I do think when you are dealing with underground tanks, and my family has some experience with this in New York City, you need to be very, very, very careful. No doubt. I've seen this with clients when it's pertaining to the environmental impact of dry cleaners. A lot of lenders do not want to lend to developers or speculators or real estate entrepreneurs that are buying real estate that has had a dry cleaner as a tenant because of the environmental impact of under the building when it comes to the chemicals used by dry cleaning. Dry cleaning. No, two clients firsthand that have navigated that financing process and have gone outside of institutional lenders to... I wouldn't necessarily call them hard money lenders, but right on the cusp of hard money lenders because they weren't able to get bank lending for the purchase of dry cleaning real estate. First thing you got to look is the environmental impact. What is underground? I think if you're able to navigate this property, and let's rotate the photos again if you could. If you're able to navigate this properly, you have serious upside here. Serious upside. Two and a half acres on this stretch of road, asking price 5-3, not necessarily your closing price, with some zoning flexibility and some zoning upside. It's going to take some visionary and some years and a runway of capital, but something can be done here. Jane Hamill's got the listing. She's a pro's pro. Frank Hardy, the firm, um, behind the listing. Their reputation speaks for itself. Pro's pro's, top-notch firm. Bob Shada, let Hunter Craig develop it. It will be as nice as, what, as nice as what he's doing with the old John Deere location and have local companies as tenants, coffee shops, restaurants, and a bakery. Hunter Craig, the guy behind Bel Air Place. Hunter, I need to say this. You've done an amazing job on Bel Air Place. Amazing job. And I can't wait for Selvage to open. Selvage opening is going to be trickle over traffic for all those merchants at Bel Air Place. Amazing job there. We'll follow this closely. Bill McChesney, tongue-in-cheek, says a drive through Starbucks Many people have said, why isn't there a grab-and-go coffee shop along Ivy Road? With that kind of traffic, why isn't there a grab-and-go coffee shop? There's Shenandoah Joe's there further up, right? We saw Dave Fafara here yesterday. Dave Fafara, are you watching the program? He stopped by the studio yesterday. It was 12 degrees outside, 15 degrees outside, and Dave Fafara comes into the studio wearing his quintessential attire, shorts. Yep. Literally in shorts, came by, a ball of energy. I love that man. Someone tell Dave Fafara I said that. Just came by, stopped by, said hello. Wearing shorts, must have been 18 degrees yesterday when he came by and visited us. Is, is, is it on Ivy, his Shenandoah Joe's? I believe it is, right? Yeah, he's got one on Ivy. Didn't you show me a photo? Was it Future Coffee that had their food trailer positioned somewhere up Ivy Road? I don't remember that. I think that was you. What was it called? Was it Future Coffee that had their food trailer a little further up Ivy Road? Just parked there to try to capture drive-by business? That might have been my better half letting me know about that. 
Big time upside here. Now, I want to talk about uh, Almaro County Public Schools being closed before we get to the new Mexican restaurant at Ivy Roadhouse, new Mexican restaurant and taproom. Parents are frustrated. Kids missed school last week for rain and wind. Yeah. Legitimately, rain and wind last week. This week, Martin Luther King, a holiday. It's on the calendar. Everyone expected it. No surprises. Monday, no school. It's tough when snow coincides with an official calendar off day, though. And that's what happened on Tuesday. Many parents, after driving around Tuesday, realized that the, that the, uh, the um, roads were treated and fine. Everyone expecting to go to school on Wednesday today. Charlottesville Public Schools, two-hour delay. The private schools, two-hour delay. Amaral County Public Schools closed. I got couple dozen messages from parents that these were their common feelings or common denominator feelings. Angry, agitated, annoyed. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Frustrated. They want their kids back in school. Heather Walker highlights this. Rem- remember, Afton is in Almaro County and those roads are not fine. Either all the schools are open or none. Also, the roads east of Scottsdale are not safe this morning. Bingo. That's a former teacher right there. Johnson Village's finest, Heather Walker. Just because the urban ring, where most of the student density lives, the roads are treated and fine, does not mean the outskirts of Albemarle are. I'm curious if Kevin Higgins is watching the program, how the roads look in Greenwood. Kevin, if you're watching, let us know. Afton, I have a couple buddies that live on Afton Mountain. Their kids go to public school in Albemarle County, and they said it's still fairly treacherous. I reached out to them. I did not consider the off-roads around Scottsville. Once children are passed from their parents to a school bus and a school bus driver, the level of legal exposure heightens. Private schools, two-hour delay because the parents are driving the kids to school and from school. So the parents are the ones that are holding the safety of their most prized possession, their children, and their own hands. When a school bus and a school bus driver becomes the trafficker or the driver or the transporter of children, that creates a new level of caution or concern. And as Heather has said, all schools are open or no schools are open. So the parents that are reaching out to us that are irritated and angry and frustrated, consider what's going on outside the urban ring. Jim Hingley watching the program. Love when Jim Hingley watches the show. He says, speaking of weather-related closings, the city council meeting postponed um, last night. He says, in a declaration made by Juan Diego Way, the city council meeting scheduled for Tuesday, January 16th, has been postponed until Monday, January 22nd, due to inclement weather. Uh, Michael Payne put something on social media, said there was concerns about the roads refreezing once they got out of the city council meeting. Jim Hinchley, thank you for sharing that with us. This is the frustrating aspect of it, okay? Mm-hmm. The frustrating aspect of this is all of Albemarle County public schools were closed. Many, I'd say just about every single private school was in operation. A lot of people find that frustrating. A lot of folks also find this frustrating that this is the third day in a row. One of them should have been, one of them is expected a, a holiday on Monday. Yeah. Tuesday, a snow day. Wednesday, basically a safety precaution day. Last week, you closed because of rain and wind. Mm-hmm. The last two weeks haven't been particularly prolific when it comes to school days, especially for some of the public schools around here. Fluvanna County Public Schools closed. Or did Keith say it was a two-hour delay? Uh, I think he said it was a delay, but uh, who did knows? Did he say it was a delay? Extended it. Yeah. I checked the text message he sent us. That was an early, early morning text from Keith. Yeah. 
Closed, he said. Closed. Closed, he said. Um, Dylan's rule, hello. Kevin Yancey watching the broadcast. This is what I was talking about last year when there was talk about subdivisions or neighborhoods hiring buses. I remember you saying that, Kevin Yancey. Stephanie Wells Roads, if you look at Almoral County on a map, it's not what you see out your front door. It goes all the way to Buckingham, Gordonsville, and Waynesboro. It's a large county. It's a massive county. She's exactly right. Yeah. Let's get Kevin Yancey's photo on screen. Let's get Stephanie Wells Roads' photo on screen. Holly Foster says the drivers in short pump are just as bad, and we have some black ice this morning. It's also very cold, about 28 degrees. Interestingly, when we woke up in Keswick this morning, the actual temperature was 12 degrees, and the feels-like temperature was like 9 or 10. Oof. For example, the actual temperature at our studio right now in Charlottesville is 31 degrees, but the feels-like temperature is 22 where yeah. our son goes to school, there is no outside playground activity if the temperature is below 20. Smart. Stay inside. You got yeah, when Yancey's that and Stephanie's photo on screen? Yeah. Let's get Holly Foster in the house. Her photo on screen. Vanessa Parkhills will be next. These are key members of the family. Vanessa Parkhill says lots of those families living in the rural areas have four-wheel drive and many still have to show up for work. I suppose more parents might have a remote work option than several years ago, but if I can get out to go to work, I can drop my kids off at school, right? I got that message from Vanessa Parkhill probably two dozen times this morning from Almaro parents saying this is, was one of the common denominators from parents. They were angry that their kids were not in school. They got even more angry when they found out the private school kids were in school and that Charlottesville was on a two-hour delay. And they were very angry when they realized that they had to drive into work. And then they were playing musical chairs or duck-duck-goose with what to do with their children while they were earning 9 to 5 or 9 to 6.30 income. Yeah. It ain't easy being a mom or dad. And all the parents that are juggling being parents while working from home right now, props to you. Big time props to you. I saw the story about city residences um, filing a lawsuit on the new zoning ordinance and whether it was valid or not, Bill McChesney. I appreciate you sharing that with me. I know of uh, a number of lawsuits that are percolating with the new zoning ordinance coming from city um, homeowners pulling together their resources. I've said many times on this talk show, upzoning is not going to breed affordability whatsoever. And there's a number of listings on Chesapeake Avenue that will justify what I just said. John Blair says, I think you are correct about Ivy becoming UVA West. I think a serious question to ask is this. Given the city council's recent decision to disregard UVA's wishes on Ivy Road rezoning, will the university look to acquire more and more Ivy Road property in Almaro County and expand that way? Great question. I'll give you the background of what he's saying. Truist Bank, right on the Almaro County, Charlottesville city line. Truist Bank, the Truist Bank location is going to become an apartment tower. We'll see if I can get the specs. The University of Virginia vehemently opposed to this 10-story, 130-foot-tall, 142-unit apartment tower. So vehemently opposed to it that its chief architect, Alice, is it Rauscher? Sounds right. R-A-U-C-H-E-R. Yeah. Spoke before council, vehemently opposing this, citing the potential visual monstrosity and how it does not align with an entrance corridor vision or the inviting nature of an entrance corridor and what the University of Virginia is trying to do there. I've also heard some good questions about whether there's going to be a setback, whether or not they're going to do anything with... Uh, Are you on a two-shot? Yeah. With trees, um, you know, anything for the sidewalk. And then, of course, there's the, there's the question of how many people are going to be driving cars from there. And, uh, and I, 
I've, How many people living in this apartment tower? I think what's bogus about this apartment tower, and I'll go ahead and say this. You got a 10-story, 130-foot tall, 242-unit apartment tower. And there's very limited on-site parking because the developer of this parking tower is basically making the argument most of the folks living there are going to be students and they're not going to have cars. I think that's absolute bogus. Yeah, Ivy is not a place that I would want to be without a car. UVA students that are going to be able to afford the monthly rent in a brand new apartment tower like this, which is going to be top dollar rent, are going to have the disposable income to have vehicles while they're students on grounds, undergraduate or graduate. On top of the fact that I believe the first floor is going to be, uh, is going to be retail. It's going to be commerce, retail. So that's more parking needed. This will intrude on the Lewis Mountain neighborhood from a quality of life standpoint, no question. And this intrusion is going to impact the uh, eastern portions of Ivy Road big time. So John Blair asked this question. It's a damn good one. John Blair says, with city council now basically, you know, spitting at UVA when it came to this project, maybe spitting is the wrong word, ignoring UVA's wishes, will the university jump on the Albemarle County, jump right over this invisible line, which is basically at that, at, that, uh, at that car wash at the University Shopping Center. Interestingly, there are four storefronts for rent right now at the University Shopping Center. Hunter Craig owns a portion of that University Shopping Center. Uh, a handful of people own in that shopping center. That's one of the most primo properties for development, the University Shopping Center. But until one person or one entity can assemble control of those condoed, commercial condoed units, nothing is going to change with that University Shopping Center. I personally love Lou Stevens' tennis shop over there. If you're going to support a retail business, support Lou Stevens in the tennis shop. Dude's a rock star. Great at restringing rackets. John asked the question, will UVA say, all right, I'm going to go to Almaro County right over this invisible line. Basically, where the truest bank spot is, going over the Almaro County line, I might be able to spit on the other side of the Almaro County line from the truest spot. Maybe that's a bit of a stretch. I think I could hit a... I think I could putt a golf ball from the truest bank spot across the city-county line. Hmm. I could putt a golf ball from there into the county. So he asked, will they focus on that little stretch, Albemarle, because the city's proven difficult, at least in this project, for the university? That's a great question. That's a great question for John. I would say yes. Deep Throat says, on the RMD Ivy Tower, he's talking about the Truist Bank site, owned by developer RMD. Kids obviously are going to have cars, but more than that, even if they don't, they will be calling Ubers, calling DoorDash, and there will be traffic for retail on the ground floor. And all that with only awkward access. UVA can see how council sees things, and it will lock up the area. You are so right, John Blair, Deep Throat says. Interestingly, Brian Pinkston voted in favor of this project and against his employer's wishes the University of Virginia. Yeah. If I was Pinkston, I probably would have recused myself. Might have been a better choice than making His paycheck making is signed by UVA. But do you think they're going to fire him for no, I don't think they're going a to decision fire him. that he felt It's still was the a right slippery to position to be in. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's fodder for a talk show, and it's got all antennas up saying, is this... And conflict no, of interest, and no matter which way you, and no matter which way you uh, you rule, you run the risk of being called out by one side or the other. Bingo. One side could say that uh, that you know you're too close to UVA. Another side, the other side could say, oh well, you're making a decision just so you don't look like you're making a decision for lose lose situation. Yeah, for Pink, very much for, for Brian lose. Pinkston. Lose lose situation for Pinkston. And we love Pinkston on this talk show. Yeah. Got no beef with BP. No beef with you at all, BP. I know you watch and listen. And no I, beef. And I appreciate the fact that he made the decision Dude, he did. Dude, and, and I think it's probably the decision that he believes in. So I think, you know. no doubt it's the decision he believes in. So props to him. Cojones. Nick Punselin, welcome to the broadcast. Mary Chambers, welcome to the broadcast.
Kevin Yancey, Jerry, I don't know when, but I'll bet UVA will buy the University Shopping Center to go along with the Ivy Shopping Center to turn it into the same thing except parking for UVA baseball. It will not be parking for UVA baseball. Ah, man. Obviously, a bet like that would be hard to take because it's so far down the road. I don't want to take a bet and have to put it on a ledger and keep track of it for a decade before the payday's there. Mm-hmm. I do know that the owners in the University Shopping Center, it's a handful of owners, and all of them are trying to assemble control of the condoed building. All of them. And one of the reasons it's in its current form is because there's no controlling or dominant interest. Assemblage is something very difficult to do. I do think that, has, that little shopping center has significant potential. I've said it so many times on this show. And I, I would not be surprised if UVA is targeting that. In fact, you would think that UVA is targeting everything down that corridor after now knowing that with its strategic vision for the, for the Ivy entry, entryway, that they're not going to have a 130-foot apartment tower. So yeah, when you're coming no in westward to UVA, one building is going to stand out from the rest. Let's get to the uh, New Mexican restaurant at Ivy Roadhouse. Intimately familiar with this project. Um, You get the photo on screen if you could. This posted and sent to me. Olivia, thank you for putting this on our radar. It is with great pleasure that we welcome Fiesta Azteca Tap Room and Mexican Kitchen to the 240-250 corner formerly occupied by Ivy Roadhouse. It is highly likely that you are already familiar with the hospitality of the... Oh, man. I'm sliding to Judas. Shot. Uh, Let's see. I'm I'm looking at it. Um, I would guess Osagueda Torres family. Osagueda? I'm going to go with you. Osagueda Torres Torres family. Gracias, amigo. Gracias por todo. Osagueda Torres family. They have been serving the community of Crozet since 2019 as Enigma Jalisco, yeah. where they have earned a loyal following for their authentic Mexican cuisine and warm, friendly service. I believe that's in the Harris Teeter Shopping Center in Crozet. Judah can confirm that for me. Prior to opening Enigma, Juan and Ana owned and operated restaurants for 18 years in the Shenandoah Valley before identifying Crozet as a community where they could establish meaningful roots. Along with their sons, Cristo and, I'm going to call him Andrew. Could be. They are anxious to share their vision for a true family restaurant which celebrates Mexican food, drink, culture, and hospitality. The family has rolled out a new expanded menu complete with their handmade tortillas, warm chips and salsas, even a guacamole cart freshly prepared at your table. I love guacamole carts. A dessert cart, but for guacamole and all the fixings, I love that. Oh, yeah. Two more, three more paragraphs. At the bar, there will be 16 beers on tap. That's amazing. 16 beers on tap. Mm-hmm. Offering a selection of your favorite Mexican brands as well as local craft beers, even Guinness. They will offer a wide selection, 21 of specialty margaritas. 21 versions of a margarita. Who can compete with 21 versions of a margarita? The only one that comes to mind is Continental Divide. Have you been to Continental Divide, Judah? Uh, yeah, I've been there once or twice. You've eaten at Continental Divide? Yeah. I thought we may have a new item for the Judah Never Done, done list. Yet. It was, it's pretty close, but uh, I went there for my birthday, uh, I think, a year or two ago. Connell Divide is banging. And that was the first time I'd tried it. It was definitely worth it. Bob Shada says, I wish them the best of luck, but rather have had a burger and wings joint in that spot. We already have a few good Mexican restaurants in the area. Bob Shada, one of the mayors of Vivachi Restaurant. You can, you can find Bob enjoying something wet at the bar at Vivachi. Love running into Bob Shada. Often wearing Roback, maybe fresh from Birdwood Golf Course, where he shot three over par. Bob Shada. Always looking sharp. 16 beers on tap. Mexican brands. Guinness, 21 versions of a margarita. Fresh juices with those margarita. 
as well as handcrafted aguas frescas for those who prefer something lighter. Of course, there will be music on Fridays and Saturdays, as well as plenty of fresh air and outdoor seating. January 22nd opening, that's Monday. I wish them the best of luck and success. I think this area is prime for a banging restaurant. Why this spot has not had longevity or long-term success, some people say it's a cursed spot. I don't believe in cursed spots. A lot of people thought that where Tonic is on Market Street right now, across from the police station, you know Tonic? Yep. That's owned where, by uh, the same owners of Tillman's. Yep. Used to be... Cafe Bocce. Used to be, yep. Then Used to be Carlton's. Used to be Tin Whistle. Jackie Dunkel owned Tin Whistle. We, my, our firm, VMV Brands, the brand behind it, literally came up with the name Tim Whistle Irish Pub. We came up with the name, we designed and developed the logo. We built the website and launched the, the restaurant. Jackie Dunkel and Joe Dunkel leading that charge. They built a fantastic Irish pub. They had some beef with the landlord that caused the end of Tin Whistle Irish Pub. Shockingly, the last Irish pub in Charles. Is Dirty Nelly's an Irish pub? Hmm. It's a good question. Viewers and listeners, would you call Dirty Nelly's an Irish pub? I do not call Trinity on the UVA corner an Irish pub, despite its self-proclamation of being an Irish pub. Would you say Dirty Nelly's is an Irish pub? Not really. I don't think so either. Owned by Jordan Bronk. There's also the fact that the, uh, apparently the U has an umlaut over it. Has what now? Those two dots. Yeah? It's called an umlaut. Yeah. It's generally seen in, uh, in German words, not Irish. Okay. So you're saying not an Irish pub? Probably not. Okay. So Charlottesville does not have an Irish pub. Right. Think about that. Although they do call themselves an Irish pub. Dardinelli's does. Yeah. I don't say Trinity's an Irish pub. What makes an Irish pub an Irish pub, I think, is a better question. Is it the owner? Is it a particular... uh... Bangers and mash? Irish music? Stouts? Irish whiskey. I mean, lots of places are going to have Irish whiskey. Murphy's Irish Stout. Lots of places don't have depth in Irish whiskey offering. And I'm not just talking Jameson here. Right. Although we do have Jameson on the house bar. Thanks to friend of the program, Chris Kabash. Chris Kabash, nothing but love for you. I want to see success at that spot. A boatload of traffic driving by it. Today's show has been about that quarter, if you think about it. Yeah, no doubt. All right, I'm going to close on this. I I hate to say this, but we must be... Can you go to the studio camera? I am sweating profusely. It's so hot in here. How are you wearing... You're wearing... What are you wearing today? Long johns? A button-down flannel shirt? A sweater? And you have a scarf on. I'm sweating profusely. I mean, there's... It's, it's not even... It's probably not even close to 70 in here. I, I, let's put the over-under at 65. I'll take the over for a bottle of Johnny, Johnny Walker Black, age 12 years. You're talking about what that says? Yeah. I mean, I'm that's not, a thermometer. That doesn't mean I trust it. I put the over-under on that thing. I'm saying it's over 65 on that. 65 is a push. No one wins at 65. If it's under 65, I buy the bottle of Johnny Walker Black, age 12 years. If it's over 65, you buy the bottle of Black, Johnny Walker, age 12 years. You want to put that back? Hell no. What's that? Hell no. I Why? actually think it's over 65. It's still not warm in here, though. Can you turn the studio camera over here so I can take a look? I know. 67 degrees. Yeah. I didn't think it would be below 65. Sweating. He's freezing and I'm sweating. 
I'm not freezing. You're, take your scarf off. You're inside. My grandfather used to say to me when I walked inside the house, he goes, take your, take your jacket off and stay a while. I'm sweating. University of Virginia, Virginia Tech tonight, John Paul Jones you Arena. Get, you get worked up on shows. The Wahoos are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who wins? Do you think you want to put a bet on this game? Three and a half points. Does Virginia cover the three and a half? Tip off seven o'clock. ESPNU. Same bet. Johnny Walker, black, age twelve years. Do the Who's cover three and a half? Tech is coming to us. Virginia Tech at John Paul Jones Arena. I say they pull it off. Why not? We're, we're talking. Do you know how the line works? The minus three and a half. No. Okay. <laughs> and that would be unfair for me to do a bet. Minus three and a half means Virginia's favored by three and a half points. So if the Who's cover the three and a half, they win by four points or more to cover. Okay. If the Who's win by three and you had them, you had the Who's in the points, you lose the bet. Yeah. Do you want to take the bet now? No, that's okay. Okay. I'm, I don't do sports betting. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I like the – I'd say this is a must-win game. You lose this game, you fall to two and four in conference play, and you have a really good chance of not making the big dance. They've been better at home, haven't they? Oh, been fantastic at home. Yeah, can't, win so. a, can't win a contest on the road. Right. ESPNU. All right. That's it for the talk show. Uh, Hillary Lewis Murray and the juicy details at 2.15 p.m. right here on the I Love Seville Network. It's the third episode of her talk show. She's the producer. She's the host. She's the visionary. The juicy details with Hillary Lewis Murray. Thank you kindly for joining us on the I Love Seville show. For Judah Wickhauer, I'm Jerry Miller. So long, everybody. 66 over there. 66. 67 over there. I know. 67. Could have taken that bet. Why would I have taken that bet? I'd like a good bet. You would have lost. I know that. There's only so much money I got to spend on buying you alcohol.